Welcome back to Things of Gold, a snarky puppy podcast by Storm Sound and Osiris Media. My name is Ryan Storm. And I'm Megan Glauna. And we're back. Uh, yeah. yeah. Usual intro. This is, uh, again, I like breaking the fourth wall every time we record this. We're recording this <laughs> approximately 12 hours before this will be released uh, on all streaming services. This is great. Uh, we've both been, I mean, busier for different reasons uh, over the last couple of weeks. We're here and we're recording. And that's what matters. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we were really ahead and recording them way ahead of time. And then life just got busy and here we are. Yeah. We were really ahead and then I went on Goose Tour for two weeks. Yeah. There you go. And I was just sitting around doing nothing, just waiting for you to get back from the store. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm excited. Now we're kind of caught up in real life. It's like real time now. Yeah. it's Mm -hmm. We can talk about current Snarky Puppy events, which is um, at the time of this release, the day of this release, they will be playing their last show of their South American tour, uh, which has looked to be pretty cool from a distance. Uh, You know, cool cool looking lineup. Uh, And of course... They kick off again uh, in the U.S., play a couple of shows on the West Coast, and then some East Coasty New York State kind of stuff. And then they play in Toronto at the end of June. All for you. Very it's excited. It's all for oh. you, Ryan. Listen, Megan, I said this to you before we hit record, but I don't get to see like any concerts where I get to sleep in my own bed afterwards. So that is very exciting that I get to see Snarky Puppy and then sleep in my own bed. I know. It's a really good feeling. I mean, I, I get it all the time, but I'm happy for you. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. I live in New York and everybody <laughs> plays in New York all the time. And uh, I mean, there's, there's no a border. reason I wanted to live here, you know? Yeah. Well, anyway, we've got a great show to talk about today. Of course, we are continuing on in spring 2017, our second show of the Culture Vulture era. This one, uh, we've got a different lineup than the last episode our lineup for today brief overview we've got chris bullock of course mike maz maher of course justin stanton bobby sparks making his debut on organ oh. clav minimog and motif which i want to talk about in a minute zach brock also making his debut on the violin bob lanzetti on guitar michael league on bass larnell lewis on drums and nate worth on percussion Bobby's credited as organ clav, mini moog, and motif, and he had a motif for a lot of the touring in 2017. I have never once heard or see him play it with Snarky Puppy. Oh, I've, I've seen I've seen videos of him playing this keyboard um, elsewhere, but it was gone from his Snarky Puppy rig after 2017, and I I swear I've never heard him uh, or seen him play it with them. If anyone has any proof that he did. Send it to me because I'm curious. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I feel like the introduction of Bobby Sparks and Zach Brock is huge, the impact on the sound. Absolutely yeah. huge. And I'm so excited because I absolutely loved this show. I loved seeing Zach when I was in New York. And I just feel like the energy and the emotion that he brings to a show is incredible. And Bobby is just absolutely destroys in yeah. this show. Yeah. This is cool also because, you know, this is a very different Bobby than we'll see once he gets once he starts touring with the Whammy Clav in 2019. You know, in, in, hmm. in 2017 here there's no Whammy bar. He's got some effects on the Clav, but there's a lot more organ and a lot more Moog from him than we'll start seeing in 2019 once he gets that Whammy bar. Uh, because as we know, as Snarky Puppy fans, Bobby Sparks does love him some Whammy. Whatever he wants to do, I'm on board for it. 
And yes, and I, I'm very happy to say that this is the first episode with Clav Tweet in it. Um, <laughs> popped up a couple of times in, in my notes. Uh, so excited about that. Uh, but before we dive in, you know, we've got, of course, Meg's Corner. I'm stealing that from your other podcast. Uh, but we are here today, May 28th, 2017, in, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Roklaw? Uh, Roklaw. That, that's definitely, there's no way that that's how you pronounce it. Polish. No, but I don't know Polish, so I'm just going to say that. Like that. Right, no. Rushklaw? Wroclaw. Wow. Wroclaw, Poland. Uh, nice job. And you did some very nice research at this venue. Yeah, so they're playing at the National Forum of Music, which I am not going to attempt to say in Polish because we've just proven that I'm very Throw bad that at in it. The old Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but it's a music venue, and it was completed in 2015, and it houses a really huge concert hall with 1,800 seats, and then it also has three chamber halls that are smaller, like 250 to 450 seats, and it seems like they have lots of like philharmonics and ensembles that play there, and also lots of festivals. And it looks like a really cool place. You know, it's not that old, so it, it looks very modern and seems like it's a really great place to play and really like one of the more modern music venues in Poland. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that I feel like a lot of the venues that they play in Europe, I may just also be talking out of my ass because I don't know European concert venues, but I feel like a lot of them are like much older, like Philharmonic or like, you know, orchestra rooms. Yeah. You know, there aren't as many newer concert venues, which I mean, a lot of the venues that, people play here in North America are like old movie theaters or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it's cool to see like, Oh, here's a new one. And also this is another one, a uh, uh, second venue in a row that we've seen that has like multiple rooms in it, you know? So yeah, it's cool exactly. to see, you know, there, I feel like there are more of those in Europe as well. Yeah. I was looking at where this city is too. It's like four hours, like Northwest of Prague. So it's in that kind of corner of like Prague and Vienna and, you know, not too, too far from Berlin. So this is a really cultured part of Europe and really neat. So I was excited. I've never been to Poland, but it kind of made me want to go. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of history there. Um, and uh, where they are on tour, they are getting towards the end of this 10 week tour that they're on. You know, Michael talks about it a little bit later in the show, <laughs> uh, but they're around a week and a half ish uh, away. Actually, this is, we're almost recording this to the day of the anniversary, so we're we're pretty close. I think that might be as close as we're going to get. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is this is a this is a great uh, time period for them as well. You know, they they're probably a week or two after switching lineups. You know, getting Bobby and Zach and you know Bill and McQueen going home, etc. And so this lineup is gelling. Uh, and there's a lot a lot to dive into in this show. So let's let's get started. Yeah, let's show. get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, so we ease in with Kite. Uh, this is an amazing Kite. This is the Zach Brock show right out of the gate. Totally. Uh, first of all, this, this is the first time we've ever heard Zach play on this. He was not at the We Like It Here recording. Uh, he, he wasn't in the band uh, in between. Um, he, he recorded on Tell Your Friends, and then he didn't record with the band again until Culture Vulture. Similarly, Bobby was on a couple of the earlier albums. Uh, and wasn't on anything from Bring Us the Bright through Culture Vulture. Um, so interesting to look at that. But man, this like, you know, we we, we have the first solo, which is Moz. Uh, we've heard a couple of Moz kite solos until now. And so I really want to talk about this um, 
the, the, the Zach solo uh, in yeah. the second half of the song. Kite is a very that, sneakily improvisational tune. Yeah, it's cool because it, it starts out and it's like that feeling when you're at the theater and like the curtain draws back. You know, it slowly reveals like the set and the actors. That is what Kite is like to me. It's a perfect opener. It's gentle, it's sweeping, really orchestral. You've got the horn solo and there's like some tinny percussion behind it, some bells, the organ swells, and then Zach just comes in. This is just an unbelievably sick violin solo. Like I talked about in the intro, he has so much emotion in his playing. It is so raw. I've never heard anyone play a violin like that. He plays it just differently than... I feel like the violin is often played with um, a smoothness and an elegance, and he yeah. plays it with like this rawness and this kind of a choppiness, but not, I'm not saying that as an insult. It's just, it right. has this like- There's aggression to it. Yeah. And it just, it feels so personal and, you know, the, the violin is like- such a dramatic instrument and he really plays it like no one I've ever heard it's dark it's emotional there's like a deep bass line under this and the drums are just killing it and the solo just dissolves into total madness I mean he is able to play on the edge of falling apart in a way that is so cool And we and we get the new guys, you know, going at it here. Like Bobby is, Bobby's like prodding Zach along uh, with with the organ. Yeah. Uh, some extra warbly stuff happening. Uh, there's one point where somebody makes a video game death noise. Like <laughs> uh, it's like a. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so cool uh, how kite such a quiet tune got like so crazy towards the end of this solo. Yes, totally. It like really goes off the rails in like the best way. And then we move on, uh, you know, getting into the culture material with Cementchi. Uh, this this song to me is like if Tia Macaco was not a bad song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's because of the you know like the the more um, I don't want to I don't want to misrepresent this the the more like world music kind of vibe and like yeah. the, the flute uh, kind of leading the main melody. Uh, I love uh, the, the space that they get in the solo section. And I love when it's a Rhodes solo, um, but pretty, 
pretty succinct here. You know, the, yeah. the, the Rhodes tone is is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Confession, I don't really love this song. I'm just not really a fan of the flute. It's It just sounds, I don't know, I watched Anchorman too many times or something, but it just sounds like a little <laughs> cheesy to me. And I just miss the kind of darkier, funkier, like soulful sound that this band gets into. So this isn't, this isn't my favorite, but right. it gets the job done. Yeah, it's still it's still a great song. And speaking of darker and funkier, uh, Tarova is next. Yeah, I and love the groove of this song. There's dark and funk in this one. Yeah, it, this is this is cool because I love I, I love when there's a guitar solo on this song. I feel like I think that's yeah. like the best sounding, just because it's it's just it's mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's growly, it's mean, and, and like there's no drum breakdown on this one, like we heard in the last episode. Just straight heat of Tarova. Lanzetti just ripping. momentum in the song is incredible it's so groovy it just has like such a drive to it nate is actually killing it the percussion adds so much dimension to the song and yeah lenzetti's a beast he's amazing and you can hear michael at the end of the song talking about how yeah this is they're almost the 10th week in of this 10-week tour and we're still alive he says <laughs> we're still alive yeah <laughs> great <laughs> It's a long um, time to be on tour. Ten weeks. It really is. It's almost it really three is. months. And also, yeah. yeah, and also, you know, playing for ten weeks straight of like very similar material, um, yeah. and so you can hear like also some of the shows uh, in this area, like they're, you know, Strawman makes a return uh, a few times, like around this this uh, area of the tour. There are a couple of Binkies sprinkled in, uh, and so they start to bring back some of the older songs to mix up the set list a bit. Which, mm-hmm. hi, twenty twenty three, Snarky Puppy. Yeah, do, do it. Do it. <laughs> you should do that. I, I was uh, I was talking to someone about this earlier today, and it's like not that I won't go and listen to eighteen different versions of East Bay, but like <laughs> throw in some culture vulture tunes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's 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 hard. They have new stuff they want to play, right? It's like that's what they're excited about playing, and and I get it. And honestly, I mean, their their tour their show just rips right now so yeah. i'm on board the, for it the new the new shit is Empire awesome stuff is uh, good. but you yeah. know i'm still on the campaign for a quartermaster and uh i, I actually oh, yeah. i realized since we recorded the last episode um i was looking at you know now that they busted out skate you like what song am i going to campaign for them to bust out next uh and mm. i realized that it's it bent nails they haven't played Ooh. that since the beginning of 2016 that's a really long time. That's a really long time. Like <laughs> we we when we talked about bent nails in episode four on eleven twenty two fifteen, I think they played it once or twice after that, and then it hasn't wow. been played since. Well, how long had the skate you bust out? How long was that? Beginning how of twenty seventeen. Okay, so we're not that far off. Yeah, so you know, okay. 
bent nails. That's that's here we song. go. You've got Not, it. You know, it's probably like a bit lower down the list of songs that I like actually want to catch live. Like Quartermaster <laughs> is still the. I one mean, come on, I, it's so good. I like yeah. being greedy about request, like wanting to see a lot of songs uh, yeah. because then it's more exciting when you get any of them. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. That's a yeah. very fish perspective, but yes. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. You keep a list of all the songs you're chasing, and then you cast you cast a wide net. You're gonna you're more exactly. likely to catch a fish. So then we get into go here uh, in the set list. Uh, my first note is oh the clav, and oh the clav indeed. Uh, we get a nice Bullock solo on the first one. What I found funny during uh, Bullock solo, Lenzetti just turns on some heavy fuzz while he's just playing the riff of the song in the background, like underneath the sax solo. Just like. Okay. <laughs> so cool. So cool. It has such a runaway train feeling, the beginning of this song. It's so great. And then the clav, he, he's got such a light touch to how he's playing it. It's just like, he sounds like his fingers are like barely touching it. It's yeah. really cool. Clav tweet indeed. Uh, yes. Anybody who's listening who doesn't know that, uh, what that means, um, I, I tweet clav tweet anytime I'm at a concert and somebody does something cool on the clav. Um, that, that's all it is. It's me being it's, a nerd about clavs. It's really taken on a life of its own though, Ryan. It's a, it's a, it's a lifestyle, Megan. It's, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> There's it's a now movement. even merch. There's now even there merch. Is. There is. You can get your own clav tweet merch at thisisstormsound.com. Yeah, you, you for, sure can. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So, you know, you can learn all about the clav tweet. There's even a video of you doing a clav tweet. From there is. on your Twitter. Thank you to my mother uh, yeah. for taking that. There, there's a there's a very well used GIF now of me clab tweeting. <laughs> of you doing this, it's so good. Yeah, and then <laughs> at the end of this, he moves to the organ, and it's just he gets after it. It's yeah, so good. It, it's I I love the 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 way that he approaches this solo. You know, you have the clav uh, happening at the beginning. He's just he's ripping it, and then you know. He kind of half moves over, like one hand still playing clav, one hand on the organ, and I then mean, moves all the way cool over that? to the organ. Definitely a longer B section solo uh, than normal in this song, which is awesome. Um, you know, great to hear this get extended uh, a little. You know, we we love longer things. We do. <laughs> I think we both <laughs> love longer things here. <laughs> We've been trained to. We're fish fans. That's what happens. It's true. Yeah. Yes, Length yes. does matter uh, sometimes for us. Length always matters. Um, <laughs> Justin <laughs> then Justin then takes uh, the outro as he does on Moog. Uh, you know, feels great. Yeah, this is great. And then I love how it comes into has this like spaceship feeling to it. It's just like it's great. 
really nice fade out too and into grown folks oh man well uh, we're talking about two grown folks in this episode both of which are excellent mm-hmm. um this is the second best one of the two but <laughs> Definitely. this is awesome it's awesome um yeah the, the clav sounds so good on this song Mm-hmm. it's so good it's really great and i love when you hear them kind of like Larnell and Michael like talking to each other. Michael yeah. starts doing these like riffs and they end on a higher note, which almost sounds like a question. Like mm. he's playing these like bass lines that like kind of go up at the end. It's like, you know, ends in an up note. It's really interesting. And it adds for like this really cool interplay between them. Yeah. I could really like listen to Larnell and Michael go back and forth for like a really long time. Uh, yeah. But Larnell, the, the one, the biggest thing I feel like about Larnell as a drummer with this band is during solos, he is such an active participant. Um, he's such an active participant, whether it's like a What About Me solo, which we'll hear later on, um, or something like this, where he's just like augmenting Michael. It's like Bobby was doing for Zach and Kite. It's like, you know, pushing Michael into new musical territory with what he's doing. And I, yes. can, I can imagine the two of them like facing each other on stage during the solo and Michael doing like his like faces. You know, yeah, really yeah. That's like what been something that like I didn't expect to kind of think about when I'm listening to this music. I listen to this a lot when I'm like walking to work or walking home and I'll often like in my head just picture Michael like moving his body the way that he does or like the way his face makes those like funny faces. It's really great. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, what's interesting about when the bass solo happens, you know, usually there's that there's the main open part of the solo and then they kind of hit the vamp. And then there's the outro. So the vamp usually is just a continuation of the main solo. Uh, but when Michael takes it, usually someone else will take the vamp. And so Bullock takes it here. That's great. And then, you know, Lanzetti takes it straight forward, right down the middle uh, on the outro. A little rock and roll action. Yeah, it's the best. Like the rock and roll feels, that's like my favorite thing that Lanzetti brings to this band is like sometimes he'll just like rip into it and all of a sudden you're like, we're at a rock show. You know, it's not just a jazz concert or like right. an orchestra feel like this is rock and roll. It adds just such a different dimension to their music. And it's like their music is so jazzy and intellectual sometimes that sometimes it's great to just like have like a tear it up guitar solo moment, you know? Yes, absolutely. And then we get into your fave. Yeah, Gemini, I love this song. Next. Uh, because I am a Gemini. Yeah, oh, I just, you know, the middle section of this song is so incredible. Like the instrument sounds like birds. It's like echoey. There's tons of reverb. You get like that distorted and really like melodic solo from Zach. It's just, 
There's so much emotion in it. I love the singing coming in over the end of the solo. This is gorgeous, and this is definitely one of my favorite Culture Vulture songs. Yeah, it's th- this one's cool to me too because you have a lot of like spooky organ work from Bobby in that middle spacey, eerie section. Um, it's amazing. And again, like Bobby and Zach shining in every single song of this show. Uh, the yeah. two of them are like, yeah, like someday there's going to be a podcast. But this is the first episode that we're talking about us, and we're gonna we're gonna do really well. Um, <laughs> we're gonna shine, baby. We're gonna shine. Yeah. And then Zach, you know, rips the outro. Doesn't sound like a violin at first. You got to think about it. Like, what instrument is that? Because uh, you got some effects on there, but it is. It's really, it's really cool. Um, I like when this band gets weird. Yes. I like when any band gets weird. I know. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> um, but this band, it's like when you have this kind of talent and there's many people on stage, when they can get quiet and weird, there's just something different about it. It's cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, it, it's it's truly, truly, truly awesome. I, I use similar adjectives all the time. Uh, I've realized when I'm well, we both we both say the word awesome a lot. It's okay. It's an awesome word. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then we get uh, what about me? Ye old faithful. uh, One of my favorite songs, of course. Um, Justin uh, takes us on roads. And what's really interesting to me, you know, comparing, especially with how Bill approached in the last episode. um, But Mm. Justin generally when he gets the what about me, there's lots of synths happening. He hops back and forth between synths and roads. Um, a lot. This one is just straight roads. There, there's no synth involvement at all, which is really atypical for Justin. And it's not the only one on this tour where he does that. There, there are a couple of what about me's where he just takes a straight roads, uh, roads solo on this like the tour. Uh, so it's really cool. And also the way he he approaches the solo. You know, you hear him work in elements of the main what about me riff uh, while yeah. he's soloing. And again, interplay with larnell my god so great it's beautiful super dramatic and like so you can just hear them listening to each other so intently which is just that's incredible and i feel like when they kind of bring back the riff there's like it's just such a cool moment because the volume like swells as the band comes back in and then it just it has this like tension to it And then Michael goes on to introduce the band and it's just, it's really, they're they're still, you know how like when bands do introductions, usually they're just playing something like kind of dumb underneath it. This is actually like super interesting what they're playing underneath it. Like I was listening to it like, oh, that's awesome. Like it has I I should be paying attention to this. Yeah. Like I know who these people are. I want to listen to that. Like it's, it was, they didn't want to let go of like whatever they had found and yeah. That's really neat. You don't hear that a lot. Yeah. And then six minutes and 10 seconds. Excuse me. At the six minute and 10 second mark uh, of this song, in Justin's solo, he plays a little riff. um, And anybody who's a nerd like us, mark this down in your notes. Uh, We're going to come back to this when we talk about the 915-19 What About Me in episode 10. When we wow. talk about that, when we talk about that song in episode ten, most of his solo and the riff that the band jams on uh, that becomes really, really cool is that riff right there. Uh, so, and I, I think this isn't this this isn't the only time where that riff pops up, uh, but it's cool to note that that will come back up again, and hopefully, I remember in episode ten to reference this in episode six. 
will. I have faith. Geekery. Yeah. Love That's some real nerd stuff. Yes, yes. And then, yeah, and then Larnell, um, Larnell's drum solo here is like one of my favorites I've heard uh, from him. It was like some classic rock, almost like Led Zeppelin feel at times yeah. in the solo. Uh, you know, more of that disco vibe that we heard in the last episode. Uh, it, Larnell is just so good. He's so good. I know. I mean, everybody who plays rhythm section in this band is just out of control that is true that is, that is very, <laughs> very true they're totally out of control everybody it's, who plays in this band is out of control yeah i agree with that for sure yeah well then from the what about me uh we get a sleeper set closer this is like the third sleeper we've had i think and we still have not heard sean do it on Talkbox. um that will change yeah. in the next episode um so Excited for that. You're gonna. Well, I'll tease the next episode at the end, but you're gonna you're gonna love the next episode. Oh, I'm um, so excited! I mean, I love this sleeper. It's got such like a vibey intro, and yeah. the drop into the beat and the monster sound that comes after. Super satisfying, and something that the band's doing so well right now that it really stood out to me when I saw them recently. It just they have this big monster sound, and I love it. Yeah, and and the way Bobby plays Sleeper, you know, the Mini Moog has a little more bite uh, than the Fatty does, or like you know the Prophet that, mm -hmm. uh, that Justin uses. Um, yeah, and so Bobby also likes to play with the volume knob on it a little bit, so it kind of goes in and out, feels like pulsing while he plays mm -hmm. uh, the leads to this song. So it's really cool. There's another one from this tour where he plays like in in at the towards the end, he plays a solo Mini Moog version of the Star Spangled Banner. No way. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send Rami, I'll, I'll send it to you after. It's That's awesome. Really, really cool. That was like that was like the day that um Trump backed out of the, the Paris Climate Accords or something. Uh, no way. And so, yeah, and so he played that um like I, you know, ironically or whatever. Um but <laughs> Bobby doing Sleeper is excellent. It's excellent. really great. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then in the encore, she's back, quartermaster. Ugh. Yes, so two happy. whole episodes without it. It's it felt long. too long, too long. Best song. This like, I listened to this on my way to work the other day, and the sun was shining, and it was just like a perfect mood setter. I was like, "Good morning." Like yeah. today's gonna be a good day. Like that's yeah. what this quartermaster sounds like. Like it's just. It just, it has such a groove. You can't help but just like strut to this song.
and and the, and the horn trading, you know, finishing mm. each other's musical sentences constantly. Like that, that's what the solo section is on this one. There's also obviously cool. the ending horn stuff that always happens, but the middle section, the meat of this quartermaster, if you will, it's the horns just like playing off each other, having a good time, hanging out. Like I wonder how Michael calls that. It's just like all of you go, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. You two talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, the, the listening and the communication between band members really stands out to me in this show. There's just a real dialogue happening on stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and then, you know, obviously as it increases, the rest of the band increases behind them again, Bobby sticking out on the, on the clav and the organ in terms of comping. Um, and there's some more cool interplay with him uh, and Michael on the outro. So yeah, it has this like pretty good quarter, almost like new Orleans swing vibe to it. I can, that's what the whole song is inspired by. Yeah. Really? Did we, have we talked about that before? I did not know that. Yeah. I can just imagine them like playing this like up and down the aisles and like, I could just imagine Michael like getting down to this so hard. It's so dancey and it just has that like, swing vibe to it and then the ending it has almost like an old lang syne vibe it's like a little yes. melancholy and it's like it, almost at one point i was like are they playing that but it just is the perfect way to end a show yeah i think it's the perfect way to happen anywhere in a show and hi sorry <laughs> puppy please play that in toronto just play it yeah play it play it it's been it's been too long they haven't played it since 2019 you know Crazy. Whoa, that's so long. I don't. I think you told me that, but I did not remember that. And that is. Yeah, if you think about it, though, like <sighs> they haven't played a ton of shows since 2019, and I yeah, think Quartermaster true. was only played five or six times in that whole year. Uh, they yeah. played like 180 shows. Um, so you know, it's it's become a rarity. But you know, like throw a Quartermaster yeah. our way. Come on, you know, do little, it for like, us. Yeah, throw, throw us a bone here. You get, give us a skate. You like. Yeah. You never know. Maybe it'll never happen know. in Toronto. You never. Oh, I'd be very happy about that. You would die. I might jump <laughs> through the ceiling. Um. Anyway, that brings us to the close of this show. Uh, and of course, we do have a bonus track. Uh, this is one of my favorite snarky pup thing, puppy things ever. First yeah. time I heard this, my jaw was absolutely on the damn floor. This is the June fourth, twenty seventeen. Grown folks. This is, as Michael says, voted world's funkiest human unanimously by the American Electoral College. Give it up for <laughs> Bobby Sparks on keyboards. Oh, my God. This riff of Grown Folks is one of my most favorite things the Snarky Puppy does. It's, it's just a timeless riff. You know, it's one of those riffs that sounds like it's been around forever. Like, when you can write one of these riffs, you've done it. You've done something good, you know? And this is just so in the pocket. Like... It's incredible. His ability to play so swiftly and like I was saying before, like delicately, like he just dances across the keys. But then when he lays into it, good God, it's like, oh, it just hits so good. Yeah. And again, the Larnell show, you know, he he starts into this like faster totally. tempo than normal, which, you know, makes it funkier. And then as Bobby solo progresses, he starts on brushes and what he does as the solo starts going, he like flips the accent of the beat, like from the normal grown That's folks amazing. drum beat. And it's just like, it's funkier. And it's like, oh my God, like this is so good. 
So, so good. good and it has like a floating feeling it's like a plastic bag in the wind you know it's just yeah. kind of like going wherever it goes which is so incredible to do with like a giant band like i don't know it's this is an amazing an amazing version it it really truly is um and yeah and then you know the drop into the vamp uh, mm. You know, Bobby, Bobby switching throughout the solo, doing the same thing he did in Go earlier with the clav and the organ, this time doing it with organ and then moving to Moog. Uh, it says in the show notes that the organ cuts out during his solo, um, which oh, no thankfully way. can't really hear that that happens uh, during this. It just sounds like it's all part of the natural progression of his solo. Um, and it's awesome. You know, Bob, once again, straight down the middle, classic rock vibe on the outro. This is this is my favorite grown folks of all time, I think. It's the my favorite that I've heard. It definitely feels funkier than I remember this song being. It's Let's learn out. At one point in my notes just say, This is insane. We're on a spaceship to funk town. Like it's just so funky. It's so yeah. funky. And when Snarky Puppy is funky, it's my favorite thing. I mean, I like funk, you know, I'm a ninety seven fish girl, but like this is this is a really good funk. I'm into it. This is, we, we got the funk. Yeah. Gotta have that funk. Speaking Grown of, uh, we got the funk. Next week's episode, Megan, are you ready? Yeah. 32 minute binky. Oh, yes. Oh, 32 I'm so minutes. excited. 20 ish okay. of which is Sean leading a medley of various funk songs. No, stop. Okay. This you are sounds going like to. Heaven. Be very, very happy when you listen to it. Uh, next, next episode. Me, you know that 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 brings us to the close of this episode, episode six. Of course, we will be back in two weeks with episode seven, where we will be talking about December twentieth, twenty seventeen, from Montevideo, Uruguay. Mm. Uh, yes, I've got to brush Montevideo. up on my on my pronunciation of. Uruguay places. And also, yeah, I was going to say that. I, I don't think the venue name, I don't think the venue name is super difficult. 
Okay, good. Uh, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I was gonna I, say I'm Uruguayan, sure. but is that a is that how? Like, do you say? Okay, the, sorry. The venue is La Trastienda, uh, so it's 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 easy. Okay. Um, it's Uruguayan actually. Uruguayan. The language is Uruguayan. Mm. I'm just kidding. It's Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone from Uruguay who I just offended. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I would love to go to Uruguay too. I'm, I can't well, believe they that were just they're... at this venue again yeah. like a week ago. I can't believe they're in South America right now. How cool would that be to see Snarky Puppy in South America? Wow. Yeah. They're playing in Mexico City tomorrow night to close out the tour. Ugh. I believe tonight they're in Bogota, Colombia, or maybe that was last night. Oh my God. These guys are awesome. Traveling the world, baby. Yeah. Travel in the world. Well, that has been episode six. Of course, uh, you know, excited. I mean, I, I teased, I teased the binky. I should tease some other stuff that's happening in yeah, uh, do it. in the next episode. We've got a sleeper opener. Ooh, a sleeper I like opener. that. I like that vibe. Right. It'll mm -hmm. be, be, be interesting. Uh, we've got my favorite personal three keyboard combination uh, of the band, which is Sean, Bill and Justin making the debut mm. there. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Uh, we've got 34 Klezma coming up, uh, which is, you know, nice for me. I like a little Jewish music. Yeah. Um, and just some, some all around great playing from the show. I love the South American uh, tour. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited. I can't, too. Wait. I can't wait to talk to you about it, Ryan. Me? Two. Well, between now and then, there's a lot that happens uh, for us, at least. You know, we're both doing various other podcasts. Uh, I'm going to Denver this weekend for a week and a half to see various other shows. Um, Megan, where can people check you out over the next couple of weeks doing yeah, various so, other things? So I've got HF Pod every Friday. You know, we're Friday at four o'clock. We're doing our 40 for 40 look back on interesting or important to us shows from each of the years of Fish's 40th 40 career. So this year we're talking about year 2000. So we're getting to some interesting stuff and it's been an amazing series. And then on June 5th, I have a new series that's launching <gasps> called Locking Outside. And Ooh. it is a goose mini series from Three Fish Lifers. And one of our friends, Brian Weinstein from Attendance Bias, was Goose Curious. So Brian Brinkman and I decided to take him on a goose journey. And so we look at goose from the peach in 2019 all the way up to today's spring tour, this year's spring tour. And we talk about what the band has come to mean to us. We have a sick playlist that we go through and we play for Brian. We hear his thoughts. We dive deep into the music. We talk about the band's history, their influences, and their journey. So I hope people check it out. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I look forward to checking that out as well. Uh, of course, for other Goose content that I do, uh, Always Almost There will be back uh, this weekend. Uh, they're playing some yes. festivals. Uh, so depending on stream availability, we may or may not have recaps happening. Uh, okay. But, you know, there's always content. I hope content. so. I, I hope, hope so, too. Yeah. Because uh, I was very sad to have to cancel the one last weekend at summer camp. Um, but of course, uh, there are also a bunch of new episodes of we move through stormy weather that are going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks. A uh, little teaser for people who are listening to this podcast, uh, this coming Monday, there will be a very special interview with Joel Cummins of Unfreeze McGee that I did at summer camp last week. Oh, awesome. The first ever 
in-person episode of We Move Through Stormy Weather. Never That's happened so fun. before. Oh, yeah. wow. That's so, awesome. Really, really cool. After that, we've got Benji Eisen uh, coming nice. on. Works very closely with Bill Kreutzman. We're going to be talking about David Bowie in that episode. Um, yes. I know I have one other one in the can right now, uh, but I'm blanking on what it is. Um, oh, yeah. And do you like Fish 2018? Do you like listening to people talk about it for three hours? <laughs> well, in four weeks, you will get that opportunity. Justin, Bruce, Brian Brinkman, and I dive into oh, 2018 yes. Fish. It's I'm a sorry, long episode. Just, it's excellent. But I just, I just have to say the three of you are amazing to listen to talk about Thank Fish. You. I will listen to that whole episode and I'll like every minute of it. So I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Things of Gold. Please let us know your favorite parts of this show or other favorite moments from this spring 2017 tour. If you've got them, tag us on social media Send at Things of Gold way. Pod. Give us the recs, uh, your favorite moments, things that you thought we missed in this show, any, any sort of anything. Let us know. And we'll see you. We'll see you in Uruguay in two weeks. (laughs) Have a fantastic day, everybody. See you next time.